0: Welcome to the Editor's Note Comics Podcast. I think that this world it needs men that are willing to make the hard call. Central Maine's best comics podcast by default. Ain't no thing like me, Seth. Here are your hosts, Zach and Jared. Maps coming. No. When do we start?
1: Hey, welcome back. Rise and shine, everybody. Yeah, the, the Rare Morning Podcast. The Rare Morning Podcast. Because
0: I don't know what you're doing with your life, but... I don't know what I'm doing with <laughs> my life either. It's just... But my work schedule is different this week. We're recording this at possibly the stupidest time. Like, you know when the best time to record a podcast is? Right before San Diego Comic-Con happens. Yes. <laughs> because throughout the day is when all the news is... That's when things are going to happen. Well, I mean... Even no, though we're here right before San Diego.
1: Yeah, well, this is like your your appetizer. your Your palate cleanser before San Diego Comic-Con.
0: Yeah, my hours are weird today because I got to cover the con. So yeah, I'm, exactly. So we wouldn't I'm,
1: have been able to, and if we did it on a Tuesday, then we would have yeah, still yeah. been on
0: the same boat. So yeah, but I just think it's funny that we're doing exactly before. Yes. Uh, speaking of, you may have noticed last week the podcast was a little delayed. Uh oh. <laughs> um, I, without going into a very um long and arduous story, my computer is uh, poo poo. Oh, if uh, would be a polite way to put it. Is it dung dung? Um, it might be dun dun. Oh no, <laughs> it, one of these days. Like I'm just waiting. Is this your work computer as well as just a separate no, burner no, laptop for? No, it's just my it's my one computer. Oh wow! And it is one of the worst purchases I've ever made in my life. So, so here's a question for you: How can you
1: in Maine like remotely cover San Diego Comic Con? Do you get like access to streams and feeds and decides like? I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, okay, well that's a lot in my life. I don't mm-hmm. know what I'm doing. It's a match made in heaven, yin and yang.
0: Yeah. So sign up for the Patreon so maybe I can afford a new computer. Wow. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Went to the drive-in, saw Mission Impossible. Yes, and uh, left before Transformers, said nope. Okay, so <laughs> that doesn't really speak about Mission Impossible. On the scale, Like, let's. there's kind of like two phases of Mission Impossible. Like the first three, and then four through whatever number this is. Eight, seven, it's one of them. Mm-hmm. This is, of since it started being like, no, it's just Tom Cruise doing crazy shit all the time. This yes. was probably um, the worst, but... Saying it's the worst isn't saying that it's bad. It's It was still good. It was still entertaining. It relied way too heavily on going, like, do you remember what happened before? And I'm just saying they're going, no, I don't. <laughs> These movies all kind of bleed together, and I mostly just remember the big stunts.
1: Oh, was it kind of like, would you say it's similar to like, um, so I just turned my brain off. I was like, all right, let's just, I'm along for the ride. Similar to like, like Spectre. With James Bond, like you had to watch the previous Daniel Craig James Bonds to understand what was going on, all the the different things that happened to him along the way. Yeah, kind were of were culminating in this event. Yeah, I didn't remember like anything. <laughs>
0: so, does he have the helpful. exploding chewing gum again when he talks to the guy? No, there's no exploding chewing gum, but a lot more close up magic than you're expecting. I guarantee that. Oh wow, That's a it. lot. I, of do close- <laughs> I do love
1: up magic. I do love close up. So again, this is Tom Hanks saying i got a lot of money to burn. I'm going to get this money from a studio, and I want to do some really crazy shit and film it. Yes, Tom Hanks
0: hanging off the side of a plane. Tom Hanks? That's what you just said. Oh, well, I mean. <laughs> to be fair, I'd rather see that movie. <laughs> Probably true. Do you want to see Tom Hanks drive off a cliff?
1: I saw a behind-the-scenes video. The number of times that Tom Cruise actually drove that motorbike
0: off of the cliff and skydived. Yeah, it was crazy. The guy's an adrenaline junkie. <laughs> The stunts are good. What's funny is one of the behind the scenes video, they're like, this is the most dangerous stunt or the most dangerous sport in the world. Some kind of like crazy parachuting thing. It looked way better in the behind the scenes video than it did in the actual movie. I'm like, oh. It was like base jumping. I don't know. what it, It's not that. It's something that, that I've never heard of.
1: Okay. Well, that's helpful.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Super helpful. I'm really deep into the
1: um, the extreme sports world. If you didn't know how extreme I am, <laughs> <Yeah>. I golf.
0: <laughs> no, you drink. That's what golf means. <laughs> all right golf th- is a four-letter word for drink yeah mission possible it's, it's enjoyable i don't i just turned my brain off i was like all right cool roll right. with it sometimes characters do things that you're like why are they there and i'm pretty sure uh, ving rames has terrible knees because he sits through like the entire movie well ever
1: since somebody stole his soul and had a band-aid on the back of his neck <laughs> sure i was bringing in a good movie
0: well this is a good movie too it's just you know all right. en- en- enjoyable enough better ha- than the a flash time. oh yeah yeah. okay And I kind of like the Michael Keaton parts of The Flash.
1: Uh, What was the last movie we saw? Was it better than Indiana Jones? I enjoyed Indiana Jones more. Okay, there you go. I like that. It was a very political answer. You enjoyed Indiana Jones more, but you weren't saying it was better than
0: Indiana Jones. Yeah. Okay. All right, let's move on from there to the news. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out?
1: It's time for the news.
0: Welcome to maybe our shortest show ever. All right, here we go. We got plenty of daylight though, so don't worry about it. As we were talking last week, uh, the very likely actor strike is now happening. Actors are on strike. Writers are on strike. I'm going to be on strike. <laughs> Things are
1: not going well. I'm going to unionize so I can get one percent of the Patreon profits. Sure, I'll give you th- give you those two dollars. <laughs> wow, wow. Hey, two dollars. You can do a lot with two dollars.
0: Yeah, buy one Bud Light. Nope, can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Bud Light prices. Maybe, maybe a Keystone. <laughs> But yeah, uh, actors are on strike. One of the big things that came up w- when this first was revealed was that uh, something in the contract that studios wanted was to have background actors be scanned once and to use their likeness in perpetuity. I feel like that would be- To have the backgrounds filled in. That would be unfair. Yeah. So uh, there was a big hubbub about that because, I mean, a lot of people, when you- Look, it's not like your big names, like your Tom Cruises, your Robert Downey Juniors. Like this is more affecting people lower down the rung who aren't like making millions of dollars, like career extras, things like that. Or, I mean, there's even stories coming about about people just like the residuals. Like I lost my home because of like the res- residuals for this didn't work, even though I was on a show that aired at least eight times a week. Mm. Lost health insurance. Lost my home. I was like, oh, Jesus. Yeah, because so what was stuff it, like that?
1: The minimum number that they have to make a year to get their health insurance, like. I don't remember. There's something
0: in there. Yeah, you have to work x amount to yeah maintain um, your membership for the health insurance. Yeah, I don't remember what it is. It wasn't like don't an, throw things at me like that. I think it, <laughs>
1: the number I heard it was. I think it was actually I was watching a, a reel with James Vanderbeek talking about it. I think it was like Dawson. I was thinking more like John Moxon from Friday Night uh, from uh, Varsity Blues, but still that works. It was like <laughs> never saw that show. It was less than thirty thousand dollars a year. So um, again.
0: Not necessarily living wage. There's some stuff that can still keep going, depending on if you get uh, an exception from SAG. Uh, One of the weird ones that I saw was... The Chosen. Yeah. I've never heard of that show, and I'm like, oh, this must be a new thing about Jesus coming out. They're like, season four. I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) Season Season four? He only got four books in the Bible. (laughs) How does he get four seasons of TV? (laughs) a show i've never heard of i'm not saying i'm a big you know big jesus guy over here but i thought the more interesting one came out that a24 can still continue production like with um big name actors a24 is relatively small they're an independent studio uh, their big thing uh, was they're the ones that did everything everywhere all at once that's been their number one hit but they can still continue stuff I, uh, like paul rudd's working on a movie for them a few other big names i forget now off the top of my head but yeah so some independent studios can still continue production also, did you see that Rings of Power season two wrapped just before the strike started? Yeah, talk about getting it done before the deadline. Yes, this is one of my few stories of the week. Yeah, uh, Rings of Power season two has completed filming, so now they're just in post production, so that won't be delayed at all.
1: Unless they need pickups or reshoots <laughs> or anything
0: like that, well, I don't think they will. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think should... they'll figure it out. Yeah, and I've seen like some stuff. It's like, oh yeah, production continued. Like we're we're getting shots where we don't need actors. I'm like, that's <laughs> boy. Well, I mean. Okay, yeah. Look, an exterior shot. Yeah. Woo. This is a picture of a tree. New movie coming out, which I don't know I think it's probably gonna suck, but it might be good. Uh, Pet Cemetery Bloodlines. A prequel to Pet Cemetery. But it has big names in it, like David Duchovny and like Pam Greer, so I'm like, okay. How sure. long has David Duchovny been a you know, what has it been in since, like X Files? Uh, he was in that show Californication.
1: Okay. But that was also, was that on the OC? I don't remember. Oh, the OC was a show on
0: the WB, I think. I don't know. I think the OC was on Fox. Again, the show Oh, I yeah, the OC watch. was on Fox. You're right. I don't know why I know that. A <laughs> <laughs> show I never watched. Yeah, I mean, he's been consistent and stuff. Uh, he was just- Didn't Californication like, end like, several years ago? Yeah. He was just in the movie I saw with, it was on Netflix with Jonah Hill and Julia Louis-Dreyfus. I don't know.
1: I liked it. The truth is out there.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, he had a fun little uh, sign on the picket lines. Um, is a he has a drawing of a UFO and it says the residuals are out there. I like it. <laughs> I like it a lot. Yeah, Pet Cemetery Bloodlines coming to Paramount Plus, so we don't have to go to the theater. So we're definitely seeing it. <laughs> we need a Mulder and Scully reunion. That's what we need. No, we had that happened for two seasons. One what of them. We- but more now. They should pick it together. One of them was good and one of them or one of them was fine and one of them was just like what the fuck? Like really bad. I didn't really watch the X Files reboot, sale. So. Good. There's one really good episode about like this alien i don't remember all the details but it's just like oh you have like all these like nefarious planes like no i got a dog (laughs) (laughs) it's just this very fun i think it must i think it was australian maybe new zealand but he was this fun little guy he's like no got a dog i never got into x-files they were it was like too scary for me too creepy it's a fun show until it goes off the rails the the movies are okay and then it came back and then it got bad again thank you for that (laughs) timeline of x-files by zach it, playing up a young Judd Crandall in some ancient evil in said pet cemetery. Well, I don't know why I just delivered that like Shatner. I was about to say, and now
1: we have special <laughs> guest commentator Bill Shatner here today. Clearly, your coffee has not kicked in yet, or maybe you're like it's hitting your peak right now. But sometimes dead
0: is better. <laughs> we made you totally different, but still gonna make it work. Uh, Bob Iger, oh, Disney, Disney guy, Disney CEO, he had some interesting comments about uh, Marvel this week and i can't say i disagree with him oh really um although he's mostly being um the comments by themselves i don't disagree with. but he's also kind of being a scumbag saying like the strike is partially on um the mcu but whatever there have been some disappointments we would have liked some of our more recent releases to perform better there have been some disappointments we would have liked some of our more recent releases to perform better that's a weird sentence just poorly worded it's reflective not as a problem from a personnel perspective but I think our zeal to basically grow our content significantly to serve mostly our streaming offerings, we ended up taxing our people way beyond in terms of their time and their focus, way beyond what they had been. Marvel's a great example of that. They had not been the TV business on any significant level. Not only did they increase their movie output, but they ended up making a number of television series, and frankly, it diluted focus and attention. That's it. (laughs) I mean, he's not wrong.
1: Yeah. We've talked about this for a couple of years now.
0: Yeah, I'm curious what the problem is, really. Is it the case that, like... They just don't have the time to like properly develop things or people spread too thin. Because like, before it was like very much like Feige is overseeing everything and he still is. But it's like, is everything just like, there's too much all at once that you can't properly develop something, give it the time it needs, or I don't know, or is there just the grand plan isn't working?
1: Or is there an impatience to tell the story? Like there's some sort of waiting for another shoe to drop in some way, shape, or form that they want to continue to push the story forward with the TV, with the streaming side of things, with the the quote TV side of things that we didn't have before. Like you know the different the first like three or four phases of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You know even Agents of Shield was kind of a standalone separate
0: show. Yeah, um, yeah. When they said uh, we haven't been on TV at any significant level, all those Agents of Shield fans popped up like what? Yeah. So to me, it was an inconsistent show
1: at best. My wondering is. Are they trying to accelerate the storytelling instead of making us, maybe their worry is if we make them wait so long in between, they're going to lose interest, so we've got to keep pumping them at them.
0: I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't really disagree with what he said, but also Bob Iger is definitely an asshole in general, so I don't know. Enjoy your millions, I guess. Bring back Michael Eisner. he <laughs> will <laughs> be over here just being like, ooh, Bob Iger. Meanwhile, he's just making millions. Big, You're a big Bob Iger guy, huh? I mean, if he was like, "Here's a million dollars," but like, Bob Iger is my favorite person in the fucking world. That's fair enough. <laughs> he can win my loyalty. Watch him sign up for Patreon right now. <laughs> yeah, like here's a buck. Like, come on, man. All right, that's it for the news. Wow, damn, it's right. This is the worst section of time possible because it's during a strike, multiple strikes, and directly before Comic Con. See, I was nothing only... was going to happen this week. So we we probably it was going to be the
1: same amount of news last night. Yeah, I know. Except I didn't have the A24 story. I got that one this morning. Oh, wow. So we we expanded the segment by (laughs) 30 seconds. All right. Going to
0: move on from there to weird comics facts. Here are some weird comic facts. Prepare accordingly. I'm going to make some weird shit. It's pretty freaky, but it's safe. This week, we are talking Avengers versus X-Men. Uh, one of the big, I'm not worrying not worried about spoilers because this happened a decade ago. One of the big events in there is Professor Xavier gets killed. Yes, he does. Would you like to know how many times he has died in the comics and specifically 616? I'm not counting the Ultimate Universe. I'm going to say eight. I'm sorry. It was 11. Oh, wow. <laughs> Sometimes he just fakes his own death. That's happened a few times. Sometimes it's a cliffhanger. Like he gets shot like right in the stomach. They're like, oh my God, he's dead. And the next issue opens like, hey, it's fine. He can walk again. <laughs> Well, some things still work because sometimes he has babies with an alien out of a big egg. I mean, there's probably a different process to
1: that. (laughs) I don't know specifically how one impregnates a giant alien egg, but. No, no. The alien, he impregnated the alien, but she gave birth via big egg. Oh, so he impregnated her and then she had
0: an egg and then the egg hatched.
1: Yeah. And then. Well, that's a weird comics fact (laughs) if I (laughs) ever heard one.
0: (laughs) This one keeps on rolling. And some of these are like alternate timelines too. Like I was also counting stuff like uh, House of M where they're like Professor Xavier is dead. But yeah, he's died 11 times. In the main Marvel Universe. Well, how many times has Bucky died? I can only think of the one big one. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, there are plenty of characters who died multiple times. Yeah, I know, but let's just roll with this because that's what we're talking about that's today. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Professor Xavier killed 11 times. Sometimes he's just faking it.
1: Yeah. This time <laughs> he that, wasn't.
0: That's not even counting like the um, the new Krakoa era because right now all the X-Men can get reborn. So they're, they're killing him constantly. Oh, wow. Just because they can come out of this birthing chamber like... <laughs> As full adults, like with all their memories, like, whoa, I just died. They're respawning. Oh, yeah. So they just kill them constantly now because why not? Just bring them on back. Zero Th- consequence. Yeah, there is. Th- there are no consequences. Today. They have what we call plot armor. I also, <laughs> I'm also like six months behind on every comic because I'm, or more because I'm just waiting for the trade. So I don't know. Maybe they got rid of that thing by now. I'm still waiting for my next X-Men trade. All right. Well, there you go. So from dying 11 times to the Patriots not pursuing anyone really. It's time for Jared Sports Reports. That one sucked. That wasn't your best work. I, I will admit. I didn't know how to transition from the death one um, or the egg one. How about?
1: Where could I have gone with those? From Professor Xavier having alien sex and laying an egg to the Patriots laying an egg and getting DeAndre Hopkins. All right. It's time for Jared Sports Reports.
0: He's running down the middle by the fifty. He's at the thirty. Bear tested. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Oh, and they tackle him at the forty-yard line. It's time for another Jared Sports Report.
1: Well, there's the, I'm not even burying the lead. The Patriots did not sign DeAndre Hopkins. He signs with the Tennessee Titans, and there's a great wailing and gnashing of teeth in New England. And you know what I say to that? Get over it, people. Get over it. Would he have been great to get? Yeah. Duh. He's a great receiver. But I think that we're looking too much at the shiny, like the shiny things, and we're not really focusing on the big changes that were made to this offense in regards to... Bringing in an actual offensive coordinator. You know, people are kind of 50 50, maybe 75 25 on Juju Smith Schuster. I think he'll be great. I think the frustration stems from they let Jacoby Myers get away and they haven't, nobody feels like they've really replaced him. They don't have a true, true number one. I think Taekwondo Thornton could be that guy. Who knows? Am I disappointed they didn't get Hopkins? A little bit. Is it the end of the world? No. Yeah, because it's going to be a bad team anyway. No, I think they're going to be a pretty decent team. I think Bill O'Brien makes a big change for them offensively. I do think that probably at the end of the day, the relationship and the history between Hopkins and Bill O'Brien probably was a sticking point. And it's one of those you can't have your cake and eat it too. You wanted a really good you wanted to get a good offensive coordinator back in there. You got one in Bill O'Brien. Maybe you have to sacrifice the fact that you couldn't sign DeAndre Hopkins because you've got a good offensive coordinator now and the defense is still going to be an elite level defense. So everyone's like oh they've got to just they've got to play, you know, they're living in the past. There's an article by Chris Chris Gasper in the I think it was the Boston Herald the Boston Globe one of the two about, you know, Bill Bill Belichick still living in the past and thinking he can outsmart teams instead of just outgun them and I think that everyone everyone sees the shiny new car and everyone sees all of like the bells and whistles of some of these high powered offenses. But at the end of the day, right, everyone's like, well, we got to keep up with the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills lost to the Kansas City Chiefs. And the Chiefs, they're a high powered offense, but they got a pretty darn good defense. And the Patriots hung with them and damn near beat them on the last week of the regular season in a hostile Buffalo after the DeMar Hamlin incident, where that place, Buffalo was electric for that game. So. I think, are the Patriots better than they were at the end of last season? Absolutely. Would it have helped to get in Hopkins? Absolutely. Is there still another name out there they could get? Yeah, I think that they certainly could. So Did something bad happen
0: to the Giants this week,
1: too? Probably. I don't know. I saw saw something (laughs) that I immediately forgot. Everyone's like, well, they're going to be the worst team in the AFC. Aaron Rodgers with the Jets. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers with the Jets, but we saw that movie before with Brett Favre went to the Jets. Like, it's just because he's there, yeah, does he raise them? Yeah, does he raise them enough? I don't know. And then Miami, I mean, of Tagovailoa is one hit away from never playing football again. Like I think the AFC East is going to be extremely competitive. I don't think the Patriots are going to be the worst team or have the worst record in that division. Patriots will get a wild-card spot. They will make the playoffs this year. Thrilling. There you go. <laughs> uh, Red Sox are not in last place anymore. That belongs to the Yankees. Ha-ha. Woo. Suckers. Uh, we're closing in on the Major League Baseball trade deadline at some time. be what? Uh, August... First is the trade deadline so about another two weeks before the trade deadline hits but the red sox have kind of become interesting uh putting themselves in position to be in the wild card hunt so it'll be very interesting to see if they are buyers or sellers here at the deadline if they're buyers They're invested in the team, and the front office believes this team can achieve something. If they're not, then I think the plan all along was to just be building. They do have, I think, what, eight of the top ten prospects in all of Major League Baseball in the farm system. So they've got some leverage, and they've got some pieces to move around, but they also could just be building toward the future, too. So
0: interesting times in Red Sox Nation. Only NBA news this week is um, all about the Sixers. Embiid answered some questions saying that he wants to win a championship, whether it's with Philly or somewhere else. Dun, dun, dun. Jalen still hasn't signed his contract <laughs> yet. No, but that's... doesn't. Everything coming out about that is like, yeah, it's fine. It's just, uh, to quote Zach Lowe, the bells and whistles on it. Yes. And also the Sixers are apparently asking way too much for James Harden, and everyone's like, no. No, no. He's not that good anymore. The dude just wants to go to strip clubs. And eat wings. Yeah. I mean more power to him but yeah i guess i do love wings sixers are asking way too much for him and that's all the basketball news of the week yeah there's
1: not much not much news i don't believe I'm trying to think of anything else of significance women's world cup is getting started soon yeah that'll be fun that'll be fun uh it'll be megan rapino's last go around with the u.s women's national team you got Messi playing in major league soccer in mls Let's see what else was there off the top of my head oh the open over in um great britain that's happening uh, this week, so the British Open, just the Open. Right, that's it. We're moving on. All
0: right, cool. <laughs> you're just spinning your wheels. It's time for screaming, streaming. So you're saying the universe created a sitcom starring two Avengers? Nope. We're screaming at streaming. So let's not waste another minute. Settle in, sharpen your pencils, and check this out. First up, I guess, let's talk Secret Invasion, episode five. By the way, full spoilers uh good for them they didn't end with someone got shot at the end nice Mm. to not have that same cliffhanger no it was different (laughs) good job guys different different cliffhanger
1: whatever (laughs) that's kind of where i'm at with this show yeah i think the british agent the british lady she's fun
0: yeah she oh oscar winner oh yeah she's great in every scene to be fair yeah you're right every time she's on screen i'm like olivia coleman like yeah you act your ass off because you were fun she was hilarious. I do like her.
1: Nigel's the one with the silencer pressed against the back of your
0: neck. Descent within the ranks of the Skrulls. No, oh, well, we knew it was coming. Yeah, they're also not really super Skrulls. I I know that like they got souped up a little bit, and they're like, look at these four different powers that we're taking from, because it's kind of like the Fantastic Four. And then really, all he does is the group bit, and if he gets shot, he heals. Yeah. Like, what about the other two? Also, like they're not re- like it's they're using two of the four powers, and you could say like, well. Like the big one, like makes him strong or whatever. The other big one makes him strong, but there's no visual representation of these other two things. So it's I'm like, okay, he's half a super scroll, I guess.
1: The other thing about this too, and I think it's become like a theme with Nick Fury type things. He messes things up more than he makes them better.
0: He also has way too many compartments in that cemetery. Yes, he does. Do you need a whole compartment for an eye patch? Yes. In a separate compartment yes. for a gun and a separate one for a coat. No. Also, why Those are we now? Those are all now,
1: big enough. Why are we now putting the eye patch on? Because he's. Back he's going to, to himself. He's going to Nick Fury mode. Yeah. He was lost, but now he's found. Also, the fact that he was storing Carol Danvers' DNA in a tombstone. Or is that a different vial? No,
0: I th- I was confused about that, too, because he's like all of the Avengers' DNA. And then it's just in one vial. I'm like, everyone's DNA is in one vial? will not you have separate vials? I would think so. I, there's got
1: to be something. He's going to destroy the vial or drink it or... I don't think Or maybe it's not even a, maybe it's a different vial. Maybe it's like a chemical vial that will kill people. I don't know. That's Scrolls what we need. Chemical consume. warfare.
0: There we go. Yeah. I was like, that's, so everyone's in there? You don't need everyone's DNA either. No. Also, I guess if you got Roadie's DNA, that would have been helpful to tell you that he's a scroll. True. It is. He probably wasn't a scroll then. No. I also didn't like that we're calling it the Battle for Earth. Like we, you already like dragged on about the Battle for New York for years, and I got so sick about hearing about that. Now I'm sick hearing about the blip, but now we're calling it the Battle for Earth. I'm like, no, different name. Figure out something. Yeah. I don't know. That's what I write down? It's almost over. I didn't like that. Um, the fight uh, with Nick Fury's wife. And her, she's like, I love this house and I'd rather be here. And then they just shoot the shit out of it. Like, yeah. That was predictable. Now your nice house, not so nice. Full of bullet holes and bodies. Insurance will take care of that. That's why you have house insurance. I just that that was, you know, flawed logic. Yes, but. I like this house. I don't like these holes, though, now. <laughs> They're accent walls, Zach. I didn't. Um, they really opened the space up that fight was also nonsense like her and amelia clark are just like they keep unnecessarily switching like 180 degrees but then they're just pointing guns where the other one was just pointing guns it makes no goddamn logistical sense why are you just flipping
1: have you ever been in a gunfight
0: i've never felt the need to unnecessarily flip 180 degrees where someone else was just pointing a gun it didn't make sense
1: so you've been in many gunfights yes okay (laughs) wow we're learning things today
0: yeah you know how I was, uh, grew up on the south side of Chicago. You grew up on the north side <laughs> of Palatine. <laughs> to be fair, when my computer dies, it will be getting the seven-gun salute, which I mean I'm bringing it out to my yard and I'm shooting it seven times. Can you let me know when that happens? I want to watch. <laughs> I think Office Space was aggressive towards their electronics. going to wreck this thing. Shooting it seems like it would be fun
1: for like one shot. I think it would be more like you throw it, smash it. No, it dies. I mean, I think it's already dying. Yeah, it,
0: oh boy, is it dying. Sometimes it gives me a frowny face. They're like, everything has failed. And it literally shows a frowny face and crashes. I did like um, whatever, just like the descent within the rags So they all just start beating the shit out of graphic. Oh, yeah. They just start cranking on him. Not that it does anything. And then he slits a dude's throat. Yeah. After he stabbed that other guy. (laughs) I just like that scene. They're like, we don't like what you're doing. Bam, bam, bam. Yes. And then everyone he kills, uh, we don't show their bodies because that's. uh, That's expensive. Yeah. And time consuming to put the makeup on. So you know, their bodies are just off screen. Yeah. They're dead over there, kind of. Yeah, I mean there's still fun. Like it's Olivia it's probably the best part of this. She's definitely the best part of this. And I like Sam Jackson a lot, but the show itself feels a little meandering. Yeah, there's no real pace to it. Yeah, and also like it kinda of, it started as something and it's turned into something different. Like it was like presented as like we're gonna be like this espionage show and now it's just whatever. Yeah. I feel like there's there's no more espionage. I feel like it's not supremely dissimilar to other Marvel offerings in TV. All right. Let's move on from there. From that kind of fine show to Star Trek. Strange new worlds. Charades. Spock wears a fancy hat. He does wear a hat. (laughs) Just gets a little Starfleet beanie. (laughs) It's regulation. (laughs) I liked that. Yeah, Spock gets in a shuttle accident, and some aliens heal him, and he loses his ears, and they don't—they make him human. Yes, it's kind of like Spock's brain, but way better. When they took out Spock's brain, <laughs> why are you shattering this? <laughs> I don't when know. they took out Spock's brain, but if you do want to see, um, one of my favorite things on the internet. Speaking of that, if you look up Spock's dick, there's this great Twitter account that I follow called a Swear Trek. I love that account. Um, and. The, they went through that entire episode and just replaced every single time um, they say Spock's brain in that episode and replace it with Spock's dick. And it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I'm going to have to watch that later. <laughs> I love it so much. It's the best thing that ever happened because of that episode. Yeah. So we got human Spock, which I mean, you knew what the reveal was going to be when they're just like looking over him. You're like, yeah, okay, get it. He doesn't have the pointy ears anymore. But he puts on fake pointy ears. He does. Like They're like, here's the prosthetic we just used for the show. Yeah i enjoyed this this was to me this felt a little different yeah i liked it i like uh what's uh so spock in his um, bride-to-be who we know that gets an old because of that time that kirk and spock had that stupid fight where it got an old it's like dun, 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 dun. all right and shatner gets his shirt cut yes but there's this whole part. It's bas- this was a Seinfeld episode. This uh, it was Festivus, where if you're holding the pole, you just oh yeah, <laughs> to, it was get to yell at everyone. So they sit Spock and uh, his fiance down, and they just say, "Here are all your faults." Like, I've seen this.
1: Seinfeld did it. It was like you know, guess who's coming to dinner kind of deal. I liked it. like I think it was cool to see like a human. The, the there's enough funny to it too. Like this was a more I don't know if lighthearted is the right word for this episode, but it was. This is more entertaining to me than kind of rehashing the hits of, like, losing your memory on an alien planet. Or This was different to me. I enjoyed it. I I think it was hilarious when um, Spock, who's a vegetarian, was gorging on bacon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot. About that. Yeah, that was a funny scene. <laughs> Holy shit, that was good. Yes. But it kind of answered, like, what would Spock be like if you were fully human? Like, we see
0: he was very much like a petulant child at times. Very teenager-ish, I guess. I like when um after he gets um insulted for five straight minutes then he just goes to a different room and starts just like boxing the air and kicking his little feet. Yes, <laughs> that was it. Was I oh. like that? That was funny.
1: I mean, the, our ears crooked. <laughs> I don't know. I I thought it was entertaining. It was a it was a fun different thing. Of course, you also had the, like the pressure. Like, if we don't get this done in twenty four hours, it's going to be irreversible. Which you knew they're going to reverse it anyway. Yeah, I, mean, I know what happens to Spock.
0: Yeah, he gets his brain taken out later. Yes, he does. Spock's dick. <laughs> so funny spock's dick <laughs> gotta look it up it's so good not spotted dick what is spotted dick anyway
1: i know it's a british type food it's like a pheasant thing i don't know
0: yeah.
1: no entertaining i enjoyed this was a this was a fun different style episode
0: i always got to go into a wormhole it's always the wormhole it's always a wormhole
1: always how about this stop doing away
0: missions <laughs> bad things happen when you do away missions I'm still kind of conflicted about the relationship with Nurse Chapel. Not like it's fine in the show, but it's just—it's one of those things where that's just never, ever, ever, ever hinted at in uh, the original series. No, it's not. So it's just—it's a little odd. But I'm—I'm I'm not against it. It's just like, well, I guess this isn't. I mean, we know it's not gonna work out, and then they're guess I just never speak of it again. Yeah. Which, to be fair, is a kind of a Spock thing to do. Especially now that he has his brain back. I didn't know you had a brother. You never asked. Yes. That's a good point. <laughs> Spock isn't big on sharing. No, he's not. And they've also done this with the Discovery 2. It's like, oh, and he also had an adoptive sister this entire time. You never <laughs> asked. Oh, okay, great. Spock has a sister and a brother. And his is are back. Yes, and his brain. Um, I do like, it was such a fun idea to, um, I mean, charades is like, I like the title and I like bringing charades in because that's the whole thing that Spock is doing is he's faking it the whole time. And I just thought, oh, God, that's a fun little clever thing. Everybody loves charades. I love just that emasculated no. husband. <laughs> oh, he was not happy. He's like, this is delicious. The wife's over, like, it's not traditional. He's like, hmm, it's true. It's not traditional. Yeah, just getting beat down constantly by his wife. <laughs> I enjoyed that a lot. This was a fun episode. No, it was a good good change of pace. Yeah. I liked it. All right, moving on from there to Avengers versus X-Men. It's Jared's Reining Corner. Uh, this I believe this was 2012. I'm not going to check the date. All right. There you go. This is my first issue with this book. Let's go through everyone that worked on it. Written by Jason Aaron, Brian Michael Bendis, Ed Brubaker, Jonathan Hickman, Matt Fraction. Art by John Romita Jr., Oliver Copel, and Andy Kubert. There's a lot of cooks in that kitchen.
1: There were. And there were, like, enough subtle changes in the art and whatnot between...
0: Yeah, I don't know why there are so many people on this book. Well, it's, it's 12, 12 issues. Yeah, but, st- like... All every artist that worked on it is like a really accomplished really good artist like this was like marvel's thing for a while like avengers versus x-men obvi- like spun out into so many different books so like a lot of like there's a lot of like side fights that like you don't get to see on page here but like you get to see in every other book that had i mean this is uh, there are so many avengers at this point it basically spun out into every other comic and well they even Marvel.
1: make a joke about it like well who isn't an avenger these days yeah I think that's one of the things I asked you is like, are there other things going on that I'm missing out on? Because I felt like there were things that were referenced. I'm
0: like, I should know that I missed something as I was reading. No, I mean, the big stuff leading into it is um, after House of M where Wanda's like, no more mutants. Then one mutant was born. Uh, Her name was Hope Summers. And then Cable takes her as a baby. And there's a bunch of time travel shenanigans where Bishop is trying to kill her. It's a whole thing. Yes. A lot of character assassination (laughs) for Bishop for a while, but that's fine. then she comes back and everyone thinks it's like, and they hinted at like immediately when she was there, they're like, oh, a redhead with a connection to the Phoenix. Maybe this is like a reincarnated Jean or she's going to have some connection to Jean. She really doesn't. Just another lady. Yeah. Lady who the Phoenix wants to get.
1: Mm, The Phoenix force.
0: Yeah. So the Phoenix force is coming to Earth and the whole point is um, the Avengers want to take her into custody so they can protect her and the X-Men are like, no, she's our deal. And they just have a big old punch up about it. Pretty much. That's what everything is. They have a big old punch up. It, do, it does take a pretty stark turn, though. Uh, they, they go to the moon, because you do. Yeah. The blue area of the moon. Tony builds a big Iron Man gun to kill the Phoenix. Yes. And then is ready to commit, like, you know, he's going to be like Kamikaze Tony. Yeah. Uh, instead, it blows up the Phoenix into five parts, and the Phoenix inhabits uh, five of the X Men uh, Cyclops, Emma Frost, Colossus, Magic, and Namor. And uh, then they kind of take over the world. Yeah, but they like make the
1: world nice. Like they, I like, know
0: it's weird. I don't know why they're so mad about this. Yeah, why are we struggling
1: with the fact that they're, like they're ending war and they're ending hunger and they're ending like you know they're bringing peace.
0: Like good things are happening because of this. <laughs> they're a benevolent dictator. Yes. Yeah, but the Avengers are real mad about that. They're like, "Hey, stop it! Stop growing crops. Really, they're gonna specific- punch you in the face." Specifically, it was like Captain America who was really upset about it. Yeah. Um, I do like. A lot of the fights are fun, and like I said, you get more of those in like, the spin-off books, but uh, my personal favorite fight was um, between Emma Frost and Iron Man, it turns into her diamond form and punches him, and the caption's something along the lines of- The like, most expensive <laughs> punch ever. Yeah. T'Challa bitch slaps Tony. Yeah, and this uh, kind of kicks off um, the whole Black Panther versus Namor thing. That like This is why they kind of start hating each other, because Namor with his god powers, he's like, Wakanda, you're out of here. Which which just floods them all. To be fair, not not less benevolent there. A little bit, (laughs) much less. Which is also like, again, that that happened in the movie. Yeah. I mean, that's, this is what it's taken from. And like, those two have had like a contentious relationship ever since. That time, uh, Namor totally destroyed Wakanda. Yeah, I I can understand why T'Challa would not be a fan of him. Yeah. Yeah, doesn't like him very much. No, he's very upset with him. (laughs) Remember that time that you uh, killed a bunch of people and destroyed my entire nation? Yeah, exactly. My people? They don't like you. Fair. Some of the stuff that happens in here, you definitely could feel that, like, there are off books. And I don't remember what happened to make it significant. Like, there's this whole thing where Captain America, like, they have to go out and recruit the Hulk. Not the Red Hulk, who's already there. But do we get Bruce Banner to come help fight? And it's this massive reveal. Like, it's a big deal. And then you know what the Hulk does? At least within this main series? Not much. Not a goddamn thing. Yeah. I don't e- <laughs> He's, like, in the background some of the time, I guess. Yeah, he was just there. Yeah, but they treat it like it's such a big deal. We're bringing in the Hulk. Something must have happened in the Hulk's book specifically, but I don't remember what it was because there were a lot. It was basically if you wanted to keep up with this whole event, you basically had to buy every single Marvel comic. Guess what? Wasn't doing that.
1: Yeah, I don't blame you And for I that. don't
0: remember everything that happened. Like, Do you want to spend $200 a week on comics? Like, no, Not really. <laughs> no, I don't. You tempt me, but no. Yeah, I don't remember what happened. But yeah, there's there's stuff like that where it's just... Or even like when Thor gets like taken out, like that was definitely happened somewhere else. It's like, oh yeah, Thor's gone. I'm like, Okay. Yeah. Cool. He's off doing something. He's off doing Thor things. Yep. Well, he, he got punched, but we never saw it. Not
1: really. No, no, not really. A lot of people get their ass beaten that like the time that Spider Man fights Colossus in this and Colossus pretty much caves his face in. Yeah, that that was brutal. Yeah. But Spider Man's like, I'm just a distraction. Ow. My face hurts because this big metal space god is punching
0: me repeatedly yeah. in the head. I don't think my legs work anymore. <laughs> i'm just gonna be one big pile of goo over here that was a weird time for colossus because we first see him um he's also before he gets the phoenix powers he's already like super jacked up because he got the power of the juggernaut at the same time as just being regular old colossus i'm the juggernaut bitch yeah there's also uh, i do remember a fun retcon for this one because uh i think namor and the thing are fighting underwater and the thing wins and then there was a retcon later that it was um and everyone's like, that wouldn't happen because Namor is like super strong underwater, blah, blah, blah. Came out later. It was like, oh, it was just like the puppet master was controlling the two of them at the same time with his radioactive clay. Oh, wow. Radioactive clay, you say? Yeah, that's what he does. Wow. There's some weird shit in comics. <laughs> He's Alicia uh, Master's father, adoptive father.
1: Oh. Did she
0: come from an egg? No. Okay. Well, technically, but a regular lady egg.
1: Oh, okay. Not
0: like a space. Like a hard shell, crack open space omelet egg? Yeah, not, she wasn't from a race of uh, alien space birds.
1: Wasn't there I'm trying to remember. Was there a dinosaur fight in this? I feel like there was a dinosaur fight in this. Was, maybe, probably. Oh, because at one point I'm like, hmm, that's different. Went
0: to the Savage Land, I guess. Punched up dinosaurs.
1: Yes, they did go to the Savage Land. Cause I remember that because I think Gambit was there.
0: Yes, there was dinosaurs. Yes, I remember it now good times yes who doesn't like a good dinosaur fight i like the savage land sometimes like you know what we're gonna go to that dinosaur place yeah there was also
1: like iron fist i felt like hmm. i remember him from the tv show he did about as much in this as he did in
0: the tv show not much he can be a fun character sometimes but yes there are so many characters uh the i mean and there's also there's a bunch of x-men on the avengers that they have to deal with like it was weird don't know what we're gonna do here we're going to, like Wolverine and Beast are like, I guess we're with the Avengers, and I guess we're with the X-Men now. And then Beast's like, fuck it, I'm out. Also, how many times did, did Logan get incinerated in this book? A couple of times. The healing factor is helpful, because you he just keep on blowing him up. There's one, one time he literally was evaporated into a skeleton, and then he healed in like two seconds. It, kind of an infamous moment that everyone's like, that, fuck that. <laughs>
1: I like that Spider Man had created a little swinging seat to watch him. He's like, I've been watching your skin
0: regrow for the last hour. Kind of gross. <laughs> Here's some clothes. I mean, this book is big and it's messy, but I enjoy it overall. It's. I feel it, like there was some pushback. Like people didn't really like this. I'm for it. I like it. It. The thing about this too
1: is it. I was when you handed me this giant ass book. I'm like, oh god, this is going to be dense. It wasn't that dense. It was like an easy to follow storyline for the most part. And i could buy like there was a real good delineation between that like there was like one moment i think it was like namor's like we got to kill people and then cyclops even though he's a total dick throughout the entire series like no this is a rescue operation nothing more we're not
0: killing people yeah and i mentioned the character assassination of bishop earlier there's a lot of character assassination for cyclops in this oh he ends up killing a lot of people yes yeah don't get me wrong. And then he was who's a real asshole for like the next like five years after this too. Well and then eventually he wasn't, and everyone forgave him. Yeah, even though he killed Professor X. Yes, he does. And that's um definitely like the big scene that comes out of this is Professor X just lecturing Scott on a beach. Yeah. Just like a disappointed dad. Oh my god. That was he calls him son. <laughs> and then Cyclops is like, I have Phoenix powers. Boom, dead.
1: Yes. But then they put him in a red quartz jail cell at the end yeah that was kind of cold when when cap's like i gotta go eulogize somebody now It was like that's totally like one last dig like i'm gonna go eulogize the man you killed who took you in and gave you your your ability to harness your powers and
0: then you know hope what's uh, all the members of the phoenix five as they're calling themselves yeah they all beat each other up because every time that one of them goes down they get more power yeah so eventually it's just cyclops is the last man standing Namor goes down, Colossus and Magic just beat each other up. Which Peter Parker <laughs> initiates after getting the shit beat out of him. Yeah. And then Cyclops uh, takes out Emma Frost, and so he has all the Phoenix powers. And then uh, Hope just punches him really hard, and then she has the Phoenix powers. Yeah, and then she gives them up. Yeah, and she has the opposite of what Wanda does. She doesn't say, no more mutants. She says, no, comma, more mutants. Oh, let there be mutants. <laughs> Not quite what she says, but... It was it was implied. <laughs> but she had to put out all the Phoenix fires first. Yeah and you know then we're back to not just having like 198 x-men or whatever or mutants whatever it was down to was around that number
1: yeah but there are more now yeah so kind of is a reset button for x-men yep and i don't know i i enjoyed it i think you know there was really i don't want to say it was like crystal clear lines in the sand between x-men and avengers but you can understand both sides
0: motivations and that was fun. I mean, like these punch-ups can just be fun sometimes, and I like that the book wasn't just that. I like that it took a, like, a big pivot that you probably weren't expecting. No. I was like, oh, well, that happened. We're doing a different thing now. We're not punching each other anymore. We're going to go punch those Phoenix people. Yes. And they beat us all up. Yeah, they, they <laughs> kicked our ass. And, <laughs> and it turns how? out a strong scolding didn't take them out either. No. You know what you're doing is really bad. Stop me.
1: Okay? We gave it our best punch, and we only took one of them out, and now they're all stronger? Question mark. <laughs> yeah bad at this we're not doing a good job also never no real follow-up after was it nova or the guy from nova prime or nova core or whatever who's the guy in the beginning it crashes into the airplane and
0: yeah one of the novas yeah um what's oh,
1: fuck they never cycle there. back to the fact that the phoenix just the phoenix power just destroyed an entire planet we don't, we don't pivot back to the fact that the, the book opens up with it's done that before
0: this planet of random people just gone Phoenix is all about that. Just blowing up planets of broccoli, people. <sighs> the poor broccoli, people. Yeah. It's a rough go to being a broccoli, people. Yeah, Phoenix well, just blows those things up. How so I feel about broccoli. <laughs> Get out of here.
1: I'll take broccoli over cauliflower, though. I like both of them. I like cold broccoli dipped in ranch.
0: <laughs> so you you just like ranch? Yes. <laughs> love it, actually. I just like love. For a healthier alternative, we, um, instead of doing um, like buffalo chicken, we do a lot of buffalo cauliflower. Really good. Oh, huh, well, there you go get a little wrap. I like some avocado in there, some blue cheese, a little bit less. You're good. Just give me the real... Give me the meat. Give me the chicken. Give me the bird. (laughs) Sorry for offering you a healthy alternative. You just said no. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, It's it's a little bit... I mean, everyone who worked on this is really solid, like, in their own right, but it is a little... Like, a lot of cooks in the kitchen, and I... I don't know why you had to have this many artists on it. Like, because this was clearly like going across like your entire line and it's such a big deal. Why not like give it the room to just have like a consistent voice, I guess? Well, you know, part of the machine. We got to crank this thing out. Yep. Because it is affecting the entire line. So, note we can't have any delays on this because if we do, it will really screw everything else up. We got to pump it out and now. Yeah. But I mean, overall, I, I still really like it. It's been like a decade and it's good. I still yeah. enjoy the book. It was entertaining.
1: I enjoyed it. Good punch up, good fights good storyline and i think it did what a good event like this should do it resets the table for something new
0: yeah and and it's so much came out of this then there was um all these other books it was uh, like a plus x so um you get these like unlikely team-ups they i think they would do the book would get split in half and you get like here's rogue and i don't know pick an avenger miss marvel or something and then like the other half of it would be like gambit in the thing it was so they had all these like little fun one shots that were kind of cool. Um, then we got the Uncanny Avengers out of this, which was uh, Avengers team that was like made up of X Men and Avengers, which, which was fun. Yeah, to kind of you know get kind of all of your heavy hitters into one book. That one, uh, John Cassidy started the art on that. I fucking love his stuff.
1: I will say that the one thing about this though is things escalate quick. They don't sp- they don't waste time getting into the fighting. It's like.
0: We're going to fight, and we're going to fight right away. Okay. And all of us. Yeah. And how. Everyone. We're on an island. Go away. Take the beach. We'll push them back. I think that's about it for this book. Yeah. I enjoy it still. All right. going to move on from there to letters to the editors.
1: Now for my favorite part of the show. What well, did that say? Talk to the audience. Oh,
0: God. This is always dead. Here's another one of your letters to the editors wasn't getting this really is going to be like one of our shorter episodes. Wow, damn. We don't need to pad for time, though. We just No, we don't. We just, we, we, take it for what it is. As we pad for time with an <laughs> expository sentence. If you want to ask us your own questions, you can write them in to editorsnotecomics at gmail.com. Whatever you want. Mm. To be fair, I don't think this is going to be a very long question, but I like it anyway. All right. If you could start a book club with any superhero from Marvel or DC, who would you do it with? Mm. I have I have the easy answer. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. This one's kind of a cheat for me. Uh, it was very well established in the 70s that the thing is a really big Stephen King fan. Okay, there you go. He'd just like, he'd be sitting there smoking a stogie, reading a book. <laughs> um, and it was always almost Stephen King. He was really into it for a while. It, one of my favorite ones is um, he's just sitting there. I can't remember what he's reading. It might have been The Shining. He's sitting there reading The Shining. And like, Spider Man pops in the window and he's smoking a cigar. And he's like so into it and like so startled by uh, Peter Parker that he just. Accidentally inhales his entire cigar. Oh wow! It's just like in his stomach. Oops. Like, ah! <laughs> that's not where cigars go. No, that's not where they go at all. So yeah, me and the thing just having some little Stephen King talk.
1: I have two answers. Okay. One, Star Lord, because I feel like he'd be like me and put it off and not read it, and then we would just make <laughs> it up. Although I did read this. Or Thor, because we could sit down have a beer and talk about it, like some sort of mythology books or something like that. Thor would be kind of cool to hang out with and read a book. I think. Th- Th- Thor doesn't strike me as a reader. <laughs> that's why I like him. <laughs> he doesn't want to have a book club no he doesn't want to have a book club either i feel like thor would be like enough of this let's go watch some sports <laughs> he may
0: you're like let's go kill something and drink
1: yeah or wolverine i feel like that would be like wolverine's probably not much of a reader either
0: no he's established as a reader oh is he yeah oh he's been around for a while He's got to fill his time somehow that's fair i think starler would be good to have a book book club with it would fall apart immediately that's why i like it <laughs> <laughs> so your answer to a book club is whatever gets me out of this the quickest correct <laughs> Remember that one time I read Jurassic Park? We know. You read one book. I didn't bring it up this time. It was you.
1: Thank you for reminding everybody that I am a well-read person.
0: I read Harry Potter, too.
1: See? Told you. The classics. Ooh. Moby Dick. No, you didn't. My name is a- My name is
0: Ishmael. Say so my name is Ahab. That, too. <laughs> All right. That's it. That is the show for this week. Wow. Right, next week, we'll just in time for comic-con <laughs> all right well if you enjoyed the show go to patreon.com
1: slash editors note comics a dollar a month gets you the show the day we record it and you also yeah, get access- my computer doesn't just well that's, that's crash a, repeatedly i think that's a you thing uh, that's why we need you to hop on the patreon get zach new technology bigger mm-hmm. faster stronger <laughs> a computer that doesn't literally show me a frowny face and then crash you know it's the you know it's midsummer it's like i don't want to work either <laughs> patreon.com slash editors note comics Dollar a month, plus you get access to things behind the paywall, like Pods of the Dark Tower. Three episodes are out now. Episode four, well, that's probably pending on Zach's laptop, so. Uh, no, it's pending on
0: us uh, not being sick anymore.
1: Oh, that's also true. But that's um, you know, that's out there for you. So, patreon.com slash editorsnotecomics. You can also interact with the show. Email us, editorsnotecomics at gmail.com, and you can find us on the social medias. Just look up Editors Note Comics to find Zach. Yeah, you're there, too. On Twitter, at Junior Rich. And Whoa. on threads at The Junior
0: Rich. Oh, I forgot threads. Mm. You're everywhere. I am, damn it. And on blueski. Uh, nope. Don't know what that is. Blue sky. Oh, uh, okay. Just call it blueski for no good reason.
1: Okay, like Brosky, Brosky, blueski? Bluesky, broski? No.
0: We'll be back next week for definitely something. Oppenheimer. No. Okay. We'll be back for something, though. I don't know what. All right, excellent. Can't wait. Maybe it'll just be a Comic-Con roundup, except I doubt there's enough news to cover. Uh, well... <laughs> We're into so this. We'll
1: scraping the barrel. All right. See ya.